0: Welcome to Next of Kin, the Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Emma. I'm a British expat living in Dubai, UAE, with my partner and baby girl. Join me on my expat motherhood journey. I'll be discussing different topics each week and we'll be joined by some wonderful guests. Now, if you're a mum, you're short on time, so let's jump right in. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I am bringing this to you from occasionally sunny England, mainly rainy England. It's just me again this week. So yes, we did make it back. I survived the flight just about. There were no tears on my part. So I think that's a win. But we were very lucky to have the whole road to ourselves. I bought all the viral toys, but I knew that, to be honest, she was going to be too young to have them occupy her for any long stretch of time. The snacks did help. We also got the YouTube premium free trial too, so that we could download Miss Rachel and Dancing Fruits and that sort of thing. So we'd exhaust the walking about, toys, books, snacks, then onto some screen time to get through it and then hopefully a nap. Anyway, I'm here. Let's not think about my return journey. I'm not looking forward to that. But I am recording from my in-law's house here today. Actually, we've had a false start. I started recording on the weekend with Bonnie, and so I was in my childhood bedroom but we are now at the in-laws. I've had a whole five days of solo parenting. Rich was away at a wedding in France, but it was a no babies wedding. So me and Bonnie stayed here. And let's just say I probably ate half a kilo of Cadbury's and I still reckon I would have lost weight. There was that much running around after Bonnie. So it was pretty crazy. But Bonnie is absolutely loving going on walks and being center of friends and family's attention. So I must admit, I'm at that stage. I've only been here a week. So still in that stage of thinking, why don't we live in the UK? (laughs) I'm loving all the grass, the fields, the rain is even igniting my soul. And obviously, baby Bonnie is absolutely loving seeing everyone. But I know that this phase will probably pass. Does everyone else get this? When they come back, they think, why on earth don't I live here? It's so beautiful and wonderful. But by about two weeks in, you're ready to return to the sandpit. pit. I also used to get this in London. So I'd be so excited as I would leave London on the train and start to see some fields rolling past and some sheep. But after a weekend, I was ready to get straight back on that train the other way. So I do know it passes. But at the moment, I am thinking, why can't we just stay here? (laughs) However, I do totally get why people with kids often try to escape Dubai for the whole summer. And it's making me think if I can keep up next of kin and make this into a good lifestyle career. Um, Lifestyle career, is that the right, the right job, the right word for it? That would be amazing if in a few years' time I'm at the stage where I can go and pick up and leave for the summer. Although that said, I would also very much like to go on holiday. I'm at that stage in my life at 30-something where all holidays are taken up by either weddings or now going back to the UK because we live in Dubai and so just seeing people on any basic holiday is making me super jealous. So hopefully in a year or two's time we can start going on actual holidays and taking more time off over the summer. Now, I've just managed to get a long enough stretch of time where baby Bonnie has been taken out for a walk, so that's why I'm sitting down podcasting. But honestly, I have had zero time to do any work since I've been back. I really thought I would be handing Bonnie over to to family whilst I crack on with some bookkeeping or whatever I need to do, some social media posts... Replying to suppliers, oh my goodness, I've got so many suppliers chasing me for care label artwork and I honestly haven't even been able to open my laptop since being here. So the days are just speeding by. I reiterate what I said in the last podcast episode Because Bonnie won't nap or sleep on her own. So I only get a break long enough to have about a shower. I'm just happy that Rich is back now and able to take her for a nice long walk. So I can actually get this podcast recorded. Because in my head, I can't miss an episode. But God knows when I'm going to be able to edit and upload this. (laughs) But we'll probably keep it short and sweet. So I should probably say that, yes, I am here at my in-law's house. I also seem to have a bit of a sore throat today, if you can hear that in my throat. This is not the ideal acoustics, but we are podcasting on the go. So let's get into my segment for the week. So recently, I have seen some reels and TikToks with mums talking about things that really surprised them in the first week postpartum. So I'm going to jump onto that trend this week. I think it's so interesting because when pregnant, I, like a lot of us, spend so much time thinking about what it's going to be like, fantasising organizing, doing all the research, trying to soak in as much expertise as possible. I really felt like it was my duty as a pregnant person to learn as much as possible to be the best mum possible. And I would happily tell people about how we were going to combi feed so that dad could help. He could help do all the night feeds, how we would be following a certain routine to get her to sleep through the night. I mean, you know how this all ended, but if you're anything like me, you can't think of anything baby when you are first pregnant and all this planning is just fun to you. So here are the 10 things that surprised me or would have surprised my pregnant self. Number one, lots of little babies do not want to be put down in cots, bassinets, prams, bouncers, docker tots, all of the things that are marketed to us as must-haves for the baby to put them down. All I needed to get was a baby carrier. There is a link in the episode with Lisa from Lullabies about safe sleep. And it starts by saying that 60 to 75% of mums co-sleep, but a lot don't admit it. And I don't know why. I hadn't even bought a next to me crib. I got the biggest shock of my life in hospital when Bonnie just wouldn't go to sleep in a crib. I went through all of the TikTok tips and hacks to put her down in this crib and walked off smug with myself and 30 seconds later she was awake so rinse and repeat a few times and then I realized that whatever swaddling and bum patting combo I try with this little sausage she knows that she'll be sleeping with me and not in a separate cot so I had bought this stocky cot um you know the oval one that is a mini cot and then into a big cot and it grows with her so i was just going to have that sort of the other side of the bedroom not even a next to me cot but after day after night one i literally got straight onto mum's world to order a next to me but now looking back it all makes sense it's inbuilt instinct to survive by always being close to the mother she spent nine months literally inside me listening to my heartbeat but that was definitely my first big surprise that babies don't necessarily just get put down in cops and agree with it. <laughs> number two, so actually this is my first big surprise, was during birth. So for number two, it is that epidurals don't always work not saying this to scare anyone, but I think it's actually more common than I realised. I didn't realise how epidurals worked at all, to be honest. I thought it was something that you could sort of fade in and out as if you can have a little bit of pain or a little bit less pain. Um, But for me, it worked by just filling me up from the toes upwards going numb. However, it only worked on half of my stomach. In fact, even after all the intervention from the, I can't say, anesthesiologist's, I can say it. There we go. Um, I could still feel a little slither of my womb that never went totally numb. So yeah, I didn't realise that that was an option. Number three. So postpartum, I was really hot all the time for about the first four months, something to do with hormone fluctuations. Actually, at the start of my pregnancy, I was really cold. But yeah, postpartum, I was really hot and sweaty. So hot flashes, night sweats, all very normal. Number four is that your milk doesn't come in for a few days and that it's actually totally fine for your baby. And I think a lot of people who are planning on breastfeeding and have full term, decent weight babies need to hear this so that they don't panic and go on to formula. Do a little bit of research on how much a baby actually needs to consume in the first few days. It's tiny. So they'll get that from your colostrum. And then when your milk comes in, bam, you're going to look like you've had a boob job. Number five, don't be surprised if your baby only wants you. For the first month, Bonnie only wanted to be held by me. No nurse, no doctor. Sorry, Rich, he had to wait it out too. So you may want to consider that and ask dad to focus more on tending to you at the start so that you can tend to the baby. Okay, for number six, we're going back to breastfeeding. And honestly, for something so, as everyone says, natural, but for something so pivotal to human life, I mean... What they did before formula was invented, I do not know because, my God, it isn't easy. <laughs> but take all the support you can and do not skip the nipple cream. Get applying that from day one. The Lancinot one that doesn't need to be washed off um, is great. And for me, Silverette cups were an absolute must. So, yeah, number six is that breastfeeding just really isn't easy. Number seven. I'm going to make number seven about breastfeeding Again, because honestly, that was probably my hugest shock at the start. And that's because I didn't realize that she would use me as a dummy and that that's okay for her to do. In fact, at the start, the cluster feeding and suckling is really important for comfort and for building and regulating your supply. But it felt so weird to me that she was upset and she could just be comforted by a boob. And I'm sure I said it to multiple midwives and nurses and really had to be told quite a few times that that's absolutely fine and normal. But now it's so obvious, of course, they get lots of comfort from sucking. That's why we have dummies. Number eight, the contractions you feel of your uterus shrinking in size and how from day to night you can really see a difference in size of your belly over that first week. I think for other people it really shocks them that they still look pregnant after birth. And I did know that was going to happen, so it didn't really shock me. It was a strange feeling to feel sort of your hard bump go all doughy and soft, Um, But I didn't know that you would really see a difference in the size of your bump quite so easily, honestly, within hours. And you can feel those contractions of it contracting back down. Actually, breastfeeding triggers those contractions as well. So you could really feel it whilst breastfeeding. Number nine, how full of character a little fresh newborn can be yet you don't know them yet. So you have to kind of look back on the videos and photos and you'll say, oh my God, she's doing that thing when she was only an hour old. Some babies come out absolutely full of personality from the start, but you still have to learn that and you will, you'll learn it fast. Number 10, have to end on a high and that is love. You will never ever feel a love like it. That newborn bubble is just such a thing. The sleep deprived milky love bubble of newborn squishy warm cuddles is the absolute best thing in the whole entire world. On to our mum lemmas and recommendations. For those new here, I pop the mum lemma, which is obviously just a dilemma I am having or one of the followers are having and I've called it a mum lemma. I pop that on here and then I pop it over on Instagram so that we can share our tips and advice in the comments. As always, though, we are a judgment-free anti-preaching zone. So, Mum Police, this is not the community for you. Not that I've seen any of this on Next of Kin so far, but a few posts I've read recently on Facebook, I've just seen other people jumping on so quickly with their sort of Mum Police advice and it's really not asked for. So, no Mum Police here, please. But I thought for this week, following on from what I've just talked about, I wanted to ask you to all give me the best advice that you received for that first week with a newborn. I have two bits of advice for you, so I'll make one my recommendation, but my first advice is very cheeky. I'm going to preface all of this with saying you can pick and choose the advice you listen to. There's so much and mums will be so passionate in the advice that you that they give you because that's what worked for their baby. So, listen to their well meaning advice, of course, but you and your baby will be completely different. So, take it all with an absolute handful of salt. However, following on from that, my tip, which is going to be my recommendation for this week, is to do with passports and passport applications. Only because I've seen this on the mum groups recently, lots of people asking about that. This is obviously very Brit-focused because we applied for a UK passport for Bonnie. But everyone's always asking about the process, the documents needed. So my hack is to do a dummy application whilst you're still pregnant, before the baby is born. Pop in a fake name, pop in a fake date of birth, passport pick. All of that you can just grab from online. Fill out the full application online with all of your information any information that you've got right now that you can put in because then at the end it will give you the list of documents you'll need which you then don't want to have to be sourcing when the baby's actually here so get that all in advance you can order copies of things that's that have been mislaid like birth certificates or whatever might be required and then remember that after that you'll probably need someone to verify their identity so have a think about who you're going to ask for that who matches all of their requirements Anyway, a short and sweet podcast this week, but thank you so much for your lovely responses to the recent podcasts. I really have loved having guests on, so I'll try and get some more for you coming up. And I also really enjoyed being a guest on the Buyer to Badass podcast, so go and listen to that if you haven't already. What's nice about having podcasts on as well is that they do all the talking, so I was so much more nervous to hear me on on the Buyer to Bold oh my God, why can't I say it? I was so much more nervous to hear me on the Buy It Too Badass podcast than I was putting out all the other episodes with guests on Next of Kin, but I still might be eight episodes in, but I really don't like the sound of my own voice still. But anyway, thank you so much. And please do go and get involved in the community at nextkin.ae on Instagram. You can look back on previous mum lemmas. Actually, a lot of people DM me their tips and their advice instead of adding it to the post as a comment as a mum lemma. So maybe what I need to do is go back and write all the advice that I've been given on the previous mum lemmas so that you can check those out. But do get involved on this week's mum lemma. I want to hear what is the best piece of advice or tip for a pregnant person maybe leading up to birth or postpartum. And let's get a great resource there for other pregnant ladies to go and have a look back on. But as I said, take it all with a pinch of salt and you don't even have to read it if you don't want to. (laughs) So thank you for joining. Join me again next week. It will just be me again, but I do have some guests lined up. So thank you. Have a great week.